If you thought that the World Health Organization, also known as WHO, was a reliable, credible health organization who understood biology and science, then think again. Their recent actions have proven just how cautious we should be and how questionable their credibility is when it comes to health. So as the world continues to battle COVID and takes a huge amount of leadership from the World Health Organization, they have still found the time and the energy to release a 200-page document calling for the full decriminalization of abortion worldwide, which it describes as life-saving care. Life-saving for who? Well, definitely not the unborn little boy or girl. In fact, in a statement, WHO's Acting Director for Sexual and Reproductive Health and Research asserted that being able to obtain safe abortion is a crucial part of healthcare. Nearly every death and injury that results from unsafe abortion is entirely preventable. Uh, let me just show you that statement. Let's read that again. Nearly every death and injury that results from unsafe abortion is entirely preventable. Can you see the irony there? Uh, yep, abortion is unsafe for the child and it always results in death. Now, the new guidance condemns efforts by governments to restrict abortions and an entire chapter of the new guidance features recommendations for abortion regulation, which proclaims that abortion should be fully decriminalized, calling for the removal of barriers that hinder access to and timely provision of quality abortion care. So what are these barriers that they talk about? Well, firstly, it's gestational age limits. Yep, so they're all cool with late-term abortions. Mandatory waiting periods. In other words, they don't want women to think about it, consider other options, get counselling. And provider restrictions. They don't want accountability or standards for abortion providers. In fact, they probably love the idea of it happening more at schools. And the WHO guidance also recommends using telemedicine approaches as an alternative to in-person interactions for provision of medical abortion. Yep, that's abortions arranged over the phone. But the problem is when self-administering pills are delivered to the home by a courier company, there's no control over who takes the pills, when the pills are taken, whether the pills are taken, if the woman or girl is vulnerable or in an abusive or coercive relationship, and if another competent adult is present. All of this actually places women at risk. The removal of any direct medical supervision overseeing the use of both abortion pills could see a rise of complications experienced by women, with possibly no one present to assist her in a medical emergency. And anti-trafficking groups have warned that it also poses a threat to vulnerable girls who are at risk from sex trafficking or child sex abuse, as a home abortion could be used by abusers as a means to cover up trafficking or abuse scandals. So even for supporters of abortion, this is not safe in any way. Now, who did the World Health Organization rely on as they formulated these guidelines? No surprise, abortion advocacy groups. The list of external experts and WHO staff involved in guideline development includes Planned Parenthood, Marie Stopes International, the International Planned Parenthood Federation, and the Centre for Reproductive Rights. And of course, Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion provider in the US, while Marie Stopes International is a pro-abortion advocacy group 
based in the United Kingdom. They definitely didn't come to Voice for Life in New Zealand for any uh, in input or contribution. I mean, this is not surprising news though, is it? Remember back to the beginning of 2020 as New Zealand went into lockdown to protect the vulnerable from COVID, which was sweeping the world, and our own parliament found time to pass an extreme abortion law, removing many safeguards and leading abortion up to legalizing abortion up to birth. They are obsessed with abortion, and so is the World Health Organization. Now, ironically, last week the World Health Organization faced criticism because they sent out a tweet recognizing World Birth Defects Day. Uh, and this was the tweet, and the Twitter thread listed Down syndrome as one of the most common severe birth defects, which of course prompted a right backlash from pro-life activists and parents from children with Down syndrome. And Rachel Campos Duffy, a Fox News contributor and the mother of nine children, including a daughter with Down syndrome, took to Twitter to ask why the US continues to support discredited China-run WHO, and she insisted that Down syndrome is not a birth defect, it's a chromosomal variation. She said, my baby with Downs is as human and valuable as any of my other kids. These comments lead to discrimination and abortion. Celebrate, don't eliminate differences. Celebrate, don't eliminate differences. Great line. Let me add to that. Celebrate life, don't extinguish it. So the next time you hear about who, the World Health Organization, treat the word health in its name with suspicion and caution. They certainly don't believe in the health of the unborn child. Mm -hmm.